Another episode of the Successful Driver Podcast presented by Aero Truck Sales. We're thrilled to be talking to Todd Amon, CEO of ATBS. Again, this is the second time we've had you on, Todd. Yeah, Kent, I love being here, man. You guys are lifeblood of the industry, helping drivers get trucks. And uh, I love your audience and reaching out to them. So thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, it's it's fun to talk to someone whose values kind of align with us at Arrows and, and you guys at ATBS definitely do. You're, you know, trying to take care of drivers. You're trying to help some of the pain points for these guys. And um, it's it's been a really valuable um, tool for a lot of people in the industry. So, you know, thanks for all you're doing. And yeah, again, we're really excited to talk to you. You've, you've always provided a lot of really interesting insight, um, you know, and, and it's it's getting close to tax season here, buddy. Who says close, man? We've been in tax season since like December. You know, most people don't start thinking about taxes until they get their W-2 or their 1099 at the end of January. But, you know, for us, like tax season ends October 15th, which is the last deadline. And then it starts November 1st. So we have like a 15, 15 day break and then we're back at it. Man, I can't imagine. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, we've talked about, I think we've probably talked about, you know, how important it is to be thorough and, and, and all that kind of stuff, the proactivity required to, to make tax season as seamless as possible. I, I'm sure that's something that you, you've got to take into consideration if you're a truck driver, right? Yeah. I, you know, people ask, what's the biggest mistake you see? How can people avoid the pitfalls? And, there's a lot of stuff, but at the end of the day, being organized and keeping track of your stuff is the best way to get a tax, a good tax return done. Those drivers that throw everything in a bag or a box. And at the end of the year, they got to take days off to sort it out. Plus they lost, you know, 10% of their receipts, which are tax deductions. So yeah, number one is just be organized every day, every month throughout the year. Don't just shove it in a box till the end of the year. Well, let's talk a little bit about tax season and you know deductions there's there's a lot of deductions that can be taken but there's some that can get screwed up too right so what are some of the things that you commonly see screwed up when it comes to when it comes to deductions you know um gosh there's a lot and so i'm not here to to put an ad out for atbs but the only <laughs> thing i'm going to say i'm going to just say use somebody that understands trucking because it's amazing how some of the chain stores or even local preparers don't understand trucking so you know things as simple as some people want to take the mileage deduction for their truck you know if you and i go drive our car for business and we get reimbursed by our companies we're going to get a 58 and a half cent mile reimbursement and that's what the company's going to deduct but you know for a trucker they're spending a buck 25 to a buck 50 a mile. So if you're taking the, you know, not taking the actual expenses, your fuel, your maintenance, your truck payment, your insurance, all those things, um, you're missing out on a lot of deductions. Per diem is bar, bar none. I can go on satellite radio. I can be on a, any call-in question show. And per diem is always the absolutely most confusing topic for truck drivers that there is. Per diem changes. Um, the last two years, it's changed dramatically with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that actually was introduced under Donald Trump. Um, the per diem deduction rate went up to 100%. It used to be 80%. It's way different for truck drivers, again, than it is for you and me. And so, you know, last year, that deduction went from 66 bucks to 69 bucks in the third or the fourth quarter. So at the end of the day, it's a huge deduction. It's literally probably $20,000 for the average owner operator, wow. which is a big number. So yeah, 
those are just a couple sample ones. Um, you got home office deductions, you got all kinds of crazy stuff. So again, use someone that knows trucking. That's the bottom line for your taxes. So, I mean, yeah, you, you talk, I mean, I'm, and I, I, you don't have to be a, an advertise, an advertisement, a walking advertisement, even though your background's ATBS, we can vouch for ATBS too here for sure though. Um, is there any other, other, you know, kind of deductions that you kind of see off the top that you're, you know, maybe you just need to be brought to attention or is that about it? Oh man, there's all kinds of them. One of my favorites um, that we used to be a little sketchy on is the home office deduction. The IRS used to kind of treat that as like, we're going to audit you. That's a red flag if you're really trying to take that one. But, you know, they realized there's, well, gosh, the pandemic changed everything, right? We're all working at home. You're at home right now, I think. I yeah, see a bunch I of Kansas City <laughs> stuff in the background. You know, so if you're self-employed, they just wanted to simplify it. It used to be a complex deal where you had to take a percentage of your utility and your mortgages and all this stuff. Um, they made it really simple. And they said you can use up to 300 square feet, has to be an exclusive use of your home, and you can take five bucks a foot. So that's a $1,500 a year deduction. That's really not complex anymore. You have to use that space exclusively for business. So it can't be the bedroom you're sleeping in, you know, at night. And then during the day, you got a desk in there. So if you ever get audited, you got to have exclusive use, but that's a pretty significant deduction that a lot of people shy away from that's legit because these days, a lot of people are doing work at home. You know, if your wife's booking loads for you um, while you're on the road um, in that office, take that deduction. Uh, you know, the guard dog is always a little bit of a, do I want to do that one? You know, is that kind of a cheesy deduction there? is going to get upset about, but at the end of the day, we've done it for a long time for our clients and you got the question of, you know, the poodle versus the German shepherd, you know, can you really deduct a poodle as a guard dog? Um, if that dog is yapping in your truck, it's a deterrent to someone breaking in your truck. And so by all means, you could take a guard dog deduction, you know, but if you've got vet bills because your dog's sick and you're paying eight grand a year to keep your dog alive, Harris is probably going to notice something like that. So in some ways you got to use common sense, you know, is it reasonable for your business? Is it necessary for your business business? Those are the kinds of things that we got to think about. Todd, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I did not expect to sit down to talk with you about being able to deduct a dog. I know. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? That's that's crazy. I, I, did, I, I You learn something new every day. I did not know that a dog was a guard dog was a potential deduction uh, for for uh, for a truck owner. So you learn something new every day. Uh, and it kind of sounds like you guys have been learning some stuff out there as well. Uh, you're kind of starting to get some of that data gathering together for some of your year end benchmarking. And I just kind of want, want love to kind of hear a little bit about, you know, what you've learned about the truck drivers, the truck driving industry based on the data that you guys have received. Yeah, Kent. So the fun thing about our business is we work with 20,000 owner operators. And so we just have endless data. A big largest. sample size. Yeah, it's a, yeah, decent, it's you a know. decent sample size. It is. And the fun thing is they do all kinds of different things, you know, some haul on the port, some haul refrigerated, some haul uh, dry, flat, heavy haul, you name it. And so uh, this time of year, we always try and take a look back when we accumulate those monthly profit and loss statements into year end financials and tax returns. We try and amalgamate all that data into what really happened last year. And we've had a crazy two years, right? From the pandemic yeah. year of 2020 into the record breaking year for trucking of 2021. And um, so we're right in the middle of it, but you know, we haven't even talked about it with, uh, with anybody. A lot of times we put out that report kind of the end of February. So just 
you know, kind of the brief preview is drivers made more money last year. That's not a huge surprise. It was yeah. a killer year for trucking, right? So their net income went up over $70,000 on average for all of our owner operator clients for the first time in history. That's awesome. That's a big number over 70 grand. It wasn't too long ago, three or four years ago, it was down in the $60,000 range. So um, they're making good money. The thing that's really interesting that we always see in a good market is they also ran less miles, significantly less. They were down about 7%. The average owner operator ran like 96,000 miles last year. Um, so it's kind of counterintuitive when things are good, you would expect that someone in a market would work harder to make more money. As owner operators make more money, they actually get more picky on loads and lanes and all those kinds of things. So they drive less, you know, so that's, it's kind of interesting, made more money, worked less. That's great for drivers. Right. That's fascinating too, because, you know, like, in, you know, there's been driver shortage discussions and all that stuff, obviously. And, uh, you know, there's probably, uh, some guys are probably a little bit more willing to take less miles to, to, you know, have that. There's like a cost benefit analysis, right? You maybe a little bit more time home. Maybe there's a little yeah. bit more opportunity to be home while continuing to make, you know, great profits. And, um, you know, it, it's what we've seen. I think some of that data kind of indicates that I think maybe you disagree, but I, feels like people are becoming more driver centric. People are trying to take to, into consideration the driver because they have to. And that's a good thing for this industry is I do think, you know, across the board, people are becoming, you know, more driver centric and, and, and trying to make the, you know, make things more enjoyable, make things um, better for these guys. It's for sure true as the supply chain has become more constrained. And as we have this tremendous shortage of drivers and trucks to move freight, you know, drivers can pick and choose what they want to do. And uh, as frustrating as that might be for shippers and the general public, at the end of the day, that's a good story for truck drivers. Absolutely. Pay, pay is going up. Uh, work's getting better. You know, I live in Colorado, man, and there's a foot of snow out there and you see drivers chaining up. There's some drivers saying, ah, I don't really want to drive west in the winter because uh, I don't like that chaining up, you know, for three hours to drive 20 miles. And um, gosh, in a mark like this, you can actually do that, which is crazy. Right. No, for sure. So, you know, this, this obviously just a, a boom of a year. Um, how do you think the truck driver at large kind of responded to the, the craziness of 2021 based on some of the data that you've seen? Not just from a, not just from a, you know, cost perspective, but I mean, it feels like they did a pretty good job handling what kind of was thrown at them and, and their response and their management of everything. Yeah, I mean, there's so many ways to answer that question, but but number one, first and foremost, I think, as all of us in this business have known forever, but the general public is just learning. Um, truck drivers stepped up, man. We, uh, you know, starting in literally April of 2020 when the world shut down, uh, everybody went home. Truck drivers went out and hauled freight to deliver the stuff we needed on the shelves. So, and when they stepped up and they they worked hard to keep America moving. Um, number two, uh, I think a lot of them looked at what they were doing and, uh, they saw opportunity like a lot of people in America, we have a labor shortage, you know, in trucking, we've always had a labor shortage. There's never been enough drivers. There probably never will be enough drivers. Um, but we now have that industry-wide in America. And so when that happens, a lot of drivers that were company drivers said, Hey, I want to go get my own truck and become an owner operator because guys are making six figures, a lot of them. And, and so we saw a lot of people vacating company driver jobs to go buy an aero truck and get in business for themselves. <laughs> See, we're plugging we saw, each other now, right? <laughs> it's legit though, right? I mean, why do you think truck prices yeah. doubled last year? Because yeah. there was huge, crazy opportunity and yeah. people wanted to go make money doing that. 
Um, we saw drivers getting their own authority like we've never seen before. You know, we, we do business with drivers that lease the fleets, drivers that have their own authority, but we have just seen a crazy boom. Like we sign up on a weekly basis, five to six times the number of drivers that are in business for themselves than we ever have before. Mm. That's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a great thing. And it's, it's, you know, it, it's a credit to you guys for having somebody, you know, ha for drivers, having someone like y'all to, to kind of help be a business partner with all, you know, with them along the way. And I mean, I think that's kind of the way I can best, ex you know, explain what you guys are is you're a business partner with these guys. And, um, you, you know, the heart of what you guys are doing is very similar to the heart that we have here at Arrow. So Ed, let's talk real quick about 2022. So, you know, what are you kind of seeing for 2022? What are your expectations for this market in this industry? You know, I just right before this watched one of the big banks here in Colorado does an economic forecast and they have a local economist and then a national economist. And all of us are kind of trying to suck up as much of that information as we can, because we've been living in the unknown for two years and yeah. uh, you got to go with what you hear and what the consensus is. And at the end of the day, people are forecasting another really robust year for trucking in 2022, which blows my mind because we've already been in a good cycle for trucking for almost 18 months and good trucking cycles hardly ever last past 16 to 18 months. So we should be on the tail end, but there's just so many reasons. We have a shortage of trucks. They haven't been manufactured. We don't have a lot of used trucks, you know, so we can't create capacity. We don't have drivers that are, you know, in the pipeline drivers that would be drivers are doing other jobs right now because you can make a lot of money, you know, so for so many reasons, we're supply constrained on trucks, we can't add to this capacity equation like we have in the past, usually when things get good in trucking, we had a bunch of trucks, we had a bunch of drivers. And before we know it, we have too many trucks and not enough freight and things are crappy again. And um, just by all means, people are forecasting this year, that equation is not going to happen. So I think it's a great year. The one cautionary piece of that is it never lasts forever. Right. And so people that are doing well right now, man, put some money in the bank, pay down some of your debt, save some money up for when things slow down. Because all you people that have gotten in business for yourselves that have been running the spot market at 350 a mile for the last 18 months, I can tell you those rates go down to two bucks when things get tough. And uh, that gravy train is over and you got to be buckled down, understand your business and, and figure out how you're going to survive a couple of years of bad because it will come right you know it's it's i mean it's just the nature of uh, of any market really is the, it's cyclical there are there are highs and lows and obviously there's going to be some interesting factors that are kind of unprecedented for us as we kind of navigate the next few years you know with the pandemic and coming out of it uh and it's going to be interesting to see how it affects the market but uh it's interesting to hear that you know the, the 2022 forecast there's a lot of people that the, the 2022 forecast is pretty strong still so um, I, I'm very curious to see how it kind of affects everyone. And, uh, you know, Todd really appreciate your time. Always. It's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I know busy season is basically every month of the year for you guys. Thank you for spending a little bit of time, uh, with us here in Q1 though. All right. Hey, Kent, I was love being with you guys. Uh, you provide a great value for drivers, getting them great trucks and keeping them on the road. And, uh, Love partnering up with you guys. So, hey, you know, just my parting shot is thank you drivers for what you do. Drive safe. Uh, God bless y'all and uh, keep up the good work, man. Todd Amon, CEO of ATBS. It's a lot of letters to spell out there. Thank you so much. Right on, Kent. Talk to you soon.